you, Pastor. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone. My name is Mariano Proto. I was born and raised in Argentina, so that you can see that I have an accent when I speak English. Uh, my English is a little bit rough. Uh, most of the time at home, we speak Spanish, but um, I will try to do my best this morning so that you can understand what I'm saying in the message. Um, a few things I want to say this morning before we open the War and the Book of Acts this morning. It is a privilege for us this morning to be with you folks and to present the ministry uh, that the Lord has called us to do in Uruguay since 2011. We've been on the mission field already close to 11 to 12 years. We are church planters. My wife, Becky, is sitting right there. Enzo is right there too. Uh, both of them are born in Massachusetts. And I am the only one that is a stranger here probably. But um, we are so glad this morning to be with you folks and to share the burden uh, that the Lord laid in our heart for Uruguay. I wanted to encourage you to come tonight. Tonight we're going to be presenting the ministry um, with the presentation that we prepared for you folks and what we're doing there. We're going to talk about uh, concerning about the church, but as well we're going to be talking about a building project that we're developing right now in Uruguay um, for to be able to minister in a better way. So we encourage you uh, for you to come tonight to see the presentation and also to hear how the Lord called us to be in the ministry and how the Lord put Becky and I together because she's from New England, I'm from Argentina. So that story, how it can happen, the two from different places can end up together on the mission field. So I wanted to encourage you to come tonight. And also, please feel free to grab one of our bookmarkers that we have in the foyer outside uh, please take one of those, one of our brochures that we have with information. And please, after the service, we would love to meet with you, talk to you about what we're doing. But also, I brought with me somebody special this morning. I brought Brother John Sturgis and Florence. They are a very dear friend to us. Uh, I hired John to be my boss, actually, per se. John knows building projects, as you know. And so he is in charge of the building project that we're doing in Uruguay. So please, after the service, if you are interested and in be a part of a mission team to come down to Uruguay for building project, please see John. He is the person to talk to. I mean, if you are interested in construction and all of that, talk to him. I have no idea and got a gun to it, so that's what I got him. So please... Um, see John or see me with any questions, but tonight we will talk more about uh, what is going on in Uruguay. So now I wanted to focus on the Word of God this morning, and I want to invite you to open in Acts chapter 8 this morning. Acts chapter 8. This is probably a passage of Scripture that you probably read many times. It's a passage probably that you thought about many times, but I think this morning is a good reminder for us as the believers, how to live a great commission, living, focusing, and what the Lord calling us to do, thinking about the life of Philip. You know, I wanted to read from verse number 26 to the end of the story, and we're going to be touching a few things on the life of Philip this morning, and I hope that this, this message will encourage you to live for the Lord, will encourage you to seek sinners as Philip was called to do, and will help us to really be faithful where we are, be faithful to the Great Commission where we are, but it's necessary to lead the Great Commission to have those kind of qualities that Philip has. 
So we're going to be looking at three qualities this morning in the life of this man, Philip, that I hope it will be a reminder, hope it will be an encouragement to you when you go out here. And you know, in our church, we wanted to put a sign that said, when you go out of the door, now we start the mission field. And all of us, we're living in a mission field. You have a mission field right here where you are. And I hope that you will be faithful to fulfill the Great Commission. So let's read the text. Let's, then after, we're going to pray, and then we're going to have a few thoughts from the Word of God. Say, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south, and to the way that goes down from Jerusalem and Chugeza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candice, queens of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all the treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and hear him read the prophet Isaiah and say, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some men should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as the sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb done before the, his shearer. So open it not his mouth. And in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto Satan water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What does hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord cut away Philip, and the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Nazareth, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you because in this passage of scripture, we see your guidance, your leading. We see, Father, that you control all. Thank you, Father, for allowing us this morning to be before your word, your holy word, inspire, no error. And just we pray this morning that you open our hearts, that we will receive your inspired word in our hearts, and to be willing, to be obedient, to be surrendered to what you call us to do each and every day, to all of us. We pray that the name of Christ will be glorified, 
this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'd like to introduce a sermon this morning telling you a story that you probably heard many times. It's a story of a man called D.L. Moody. How many of you heard about D.L. Moody? He was a famous evangelist. So D.L. Moody was walking one time in the streets of Chicago, and while he was walking, he met a man. So he stopped this man walking, and he said, Sir, let me ask you a question about your soul. So this man replied to D.L. Moody, It's not your business to know about things about my soul. D.L. Moody replied emphatically to him and said, It is my business to know about your soul. The man pondered in his mind and said, Then, if it is your business to care about my soul, then you must be D.L. Moody. Moody was a man known for concerns for soul. And as I ponder many times in that illustration, in that story that is real, I wonder myself many times what I, what I wanted to be known for. What I wanted to be known in this world. As I see the Bible, God is calling us to be known by people who share the Great Commission and who obey the Great Commission. And as I look at this passage of Scripture, this man, Philip, was a man that was known because he was caring for souls. And there are three things this morning that I wanted to share with you concerning the passage. There are qualities that are necessarily for all of us to fulfill the Great Commission as Philip did. First of all, I want to notice, you know, that Philip was a man that was found faithful for the task that was being called ahead of him. Philip was a man that was faithful, was found faithful. Look at with me what the Bible say in, in Acts chapter 8. Say, in the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, say, arise and go, and go towards the south. Before to understand the calling of Philip in his life, we need to understand a little bit of the background, what was going on with this man Philip. You probably hear what's going on. I mean, in Acts chapter 6, we found Philip, that he was probably one of the first prototypes to be a deacon. In order to be a deacon in the New Testament, you can see, and just go with me for a second, in Acts chapter 6, you know, when the, uh, when the apostles come, you know, when they have the issue in Acts chapter 6, they say, well, it has to be from the congregation that need to be uh, a kind of people that will be serving as a deacons with these characteristics. And the Bible said, you know, um, verse number Three, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we might appoint over this business. So the story goes on, and then later on in verse number five, and they say, please, the holy multitude that they chosen Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Ghost, and Philip. See? Philip was a man who already was found faithful serving in his local church before the Lord called him to do something else. He was a man being faithful in a good testimony. He was a man being faithful and being a man full of the Spirit. And then also he was being faithful in serving the Lord. Now go with me, Acts chapter 8, verse number 5. Philip is being faithful. He is a good testimony. He is carrying the Lord's work before the Lord called him to do a great task. And now in, in chapter 5, in chapter 8, sorry, verse number 5, he said, 
Therefore, they that were scattered abroad, when everywhere preaching the word, then fell up, went down to the city of Samaria, and preached Christ unto them. What do we see here? We see that Philip was a man that was being faithful before the Lord called him to do something else. And, you know, and as I ponder this, you know, in my, in my personal walk with the Lord, this is what the Lord wants from all of us. Before we can do something greater for the Lord, he wants us to find us faithful. I think that there is a uh, song that you probably heard it before where the part goes, May the Lord find us faithful. And, you know, as I'm thinking in the mission field, you know, one of the struggles that we have many times is to find faithful believers to serve. And then the Lord, you know, this morning probably is prompting your heart to this year to become more faithful. Because God wants to use you. God this morning wants to use, use us, all of us. And we see that here, we find this man that was ready, was chosen by God to do our greatest task. And he's now preaching in Samaria. And before now, the Lord asked him to do something and change the duration completely in his life. He was found faithful. He was a man that was found faithful. You know, some, sometimes... I'm thinking that the Lord opens door for us many in different places, very unlikely. But the problem many times in our lives is that we're not being faithful. And this morning, that question raised to all of us, it should raise to all of us, what is it that's hindering some obstacles in my life that are not allowing me to be faithful? I'm thinking nowadays, you know, when I see across the auditorium, you know, we have a various ages, and we have a young people here. You know, and I challenge to my people in the church too as well. You know, it's like uh, we need to leave a good example. We need to be faithful for the young generation. The young generation coming up and follow up and carry on the Great Commission need to be faithful. But that faithfulness began with all of us in the beginning. So Philip was a man that was found faithful for the task of the Lord calling him. But not only he was found faithful before the Lord called him to do this great task of the Great Commission, but also he was a man that was obeying the will of God with no questioning. He was a man that was willing to obey the will of God with no reserve. Look at with me what the Bible says, you know, in Acts chapter 8, verse number 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, say, Arise and go towards the south. So the Bible said clearly there was an angel. Some others think it was Christ. We don't want to get into that who spoke to him. But the Bible said that the command came clearly to him and said, Arise and go. Leave what you're doing right now. You, I know that you are successful being preaching Christ in Samaria. I know that things are going well. I know that you've been a faithful Christian. But now I want you go and preach Christ to the south. Go to the desert and encounter this Ethiopian eunuch. We see in the scripture, in the entire passage, that there are no objections of this man fellow. How many of us, you know, when the Lord called us to do something, many times we start, but Lord, and start reasoning with the Lord, Lord, why we have to do this? There are other ways that we can do this. 
when we start maybe calculating with the Lord, what will be the cost? In order to fulfill the Great Commission faithfully, not only we need to be faithful where we are, but also we need to be willing to surrender to the will of God with no questions. You know, perhaps the Lord would ask us sometimes to go difficult places. Perhaps the Lord would ask us sometimes to go and to talk to difficult people. And that's when they raise the objections like, Lord, but I, I, I can't, I don't know how to approach that person. Remember Moses many times? Remember when Moses, the Lord called him to go and he said, you know, I want you to go and talk to Pharaoh. Ah, but I don't know if they will hear me. Many servants of the Lord were called to go and to fulfill a task. And many times they raised objections to the Lord. There were others that were faithful, like Philip. Philip was a man that was surrendered to the will of God, and he obeyed right away. Philip is the man, basically, that Proverbs chapter 8, verse 35 said, Blessed is the man that hears me and obeys me. If you want to be a blessed person, and you want to receive the blessing of God in your life, just to be obedient to the Lord. Obedient to his word. Obedient in the leading of the spirit. We see that in this amazing story, you know, we don't see any questioning of the life of Philip. He's no question at all. Paul, remember here, uh, Philip is a man that has been with a good success and abundance in his ministry. He is no bound in the relationship in the ministry. He's no bound in the church. He's no bound to anything. He's bound into the will of God. And you know, I wonder many times when the Lord called us to do something, how willing are we are to surrender? How willing are we are to obey whatever it takes to fulfill the Great Commission? You know, I hope that this morning as we learn the life of this man who was being faithful, a man who was being obedient, we will learn something about how to please the Lord in obeying the Great Commission Notice as well, and you know, and this is where we're going to focus now on the message for these few more moments here. In verse 29 to verse 30, we see a third characteristic in the life of this man, Philip. Not only he was a faithful, he was found faithful. Not only he was obedient to the Lord, but also he was passionate for souls. That's the key over here. That's what I want to focus right over here. Because those are three things that are necessarily to fulfill the Great Commission in all of us here. To have a passion for souls. And let me ask you this question this morning. What is the passion of your life? Nowadays, we live, we live in a world that many people have a passion for something. You know, the young generation nowadays are talking about this. Be passionate about work. Be passionate about this. Be passionate about that. But what is your passion? What is something that motivates you every morning when you get up, you know, and you have to face the day? Paul would say, I am glory on the cross, on the cross. Christ is my glory. That's motivating me every day just to go out. The grace of God in me, that he has done a great work on me, that motivates me to preach the gospel. What is what it passions you this morning? What is your passion? For for Philip was souls. Why we say that? Look with me, verse 29. Verse 29. 
Then the Spirit say unto Philip, Go near. Go near. We need to understand something about the background of the passage right over here. You know that Gentiles and, and, and Jude people, Jude people, they didn't get along in the scripture. And we see that this was a Samaritan that also didn't get along between the Jews. And now the Lord, the Spirit, is asking to these men to go near to someone that probably in the culture, in their mind, said, no, the culture doesn't allow me to go near to those people. Jewish people do not get along with Samaritans. They could not see each other. As a matter of fact, the Spirit said to Philip, go near. Somebody said one time, Pharisees can't get near to sinners. Like this one from Ethiopia. You know something about this too? In Philip's life, it was not racist. He put him in excuse. The Bible said, arise and go near. Go near. The Spirit said, go near. You know, sometimes, folks, when we see people, we think in our lives, I should not go near to those folks. Many times happen to me in the mission field. You know, I get to some um, little areas of our town that you say they are, they are difficult people that live in that area. You know, they have so many issues, so many problems. And you think sometimes, why should I be dealing with this? You know, I've been many times trying to talk to these people. I should not be going near them. But what would you do when you are in the supermarket, when you are in the grocery store, when you are in different areas, and the Lord prompting you in your heart to say, go near, say something to that person, give him a gospel track, just give him a word of encouragement, go near. What is your reaction? You see, if we are being faithful in the little things, like David, that we are already been faithful to be witnessing in our communities, being faithful in our church, then when the Lord calls us, we will be obedient and then we will go near. You see the chain? How it starts happening? I'm faithful. I obedient to the Lord. And now when he said, go near, I take the step by faith and I go near. Philip was a man that went near to him. I just think about the Apostle Paul when he said in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 16, Wow unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Wow unto me if I don't share Christ. Interesting, look the text one more time and said, Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. The second command coming right up. Then Philip ran thither. You see, he was not dragging his feet in the Great Commission, he was not putting any type of excuse. No races, no any barriers for him on culture. Nothing. He just obeyed willingly the Spirit, and he said he ran because you know why? He knew that that was a divine appointment for the Lord. That was a divine encounter. And you think about it. These two met in the desert. When the Lord called Philip, he was serving in the city. Imagine that the Lord were serving, were doing great things for the Lord, and all of a sudden the Lord said, I want you to go now and meet somebody that you don't even know and is 
in the desert. You're going to come across this person, and I'm going to tell you what to do. I learned another lesson, and it probably will be helpful for you. God never is going to tell us commandment number two until we don't obey number one. God never is going to tell us commandment number two until we don't obey number one. You see, many times in our, Christians, in our Christian life, we want to grow, we want to do more for the Lord, but uh, we need to be searching our hearts and think, what is it that I can now keep growing? What is it that maybe, you know, I want to do more, but I can't do more? Well, begin to do the first things. Begin to obey God in the simple things that he's asking you to do, to be faithful in your church, to be faithful in your reading of the scripture, to be faithful in your prayer, to be faithful in just to disciple another person in the church, being faithful, obeying God's commands. So then God will say, okay, you've been faithful there. Now I'm going to take you here and just depend on my grace. Go near to this person. This was an important person. We're going to talk just in a little bit about this, this fellow here, the eunuch. But he said, you know, he ran to him. If I was Philip, I would have asked maybe to the Lord, why are you taking me to the desert to preach to the captives? There is nothing there. I want to ask you a question. It never happened to you. Maybe you were wondering, Lord, why do you put that co-worker next to me? Why do you put me in that company to work with this kind of boss? Lord, why are you bringing me here into this town where there are this bunch of crazy people here? Why? Divine appointments. The Lord wants to use us. The Lord wants to us to be the light in that place, perhaps. And so he ran thither to him. And you know what? When he go near to him, is that when something happened? He said, in Philip, verse 30, ran thither to him and hear him read the prophet Isaiah. You know, I believe this with all my heart. Until we don't go near to people, near. And we start listening what they're talking about. We will not get a passion for souls. Because we will not grasp the need of their souls. This man was in desperate need that somebody will explain the gospel. What a blessing that this eunuch, it was reading the Bible. It was reading a portion of the scripture. In the country that we're serving in Uruguay, it's 3.5 million people living in the country. Small countries surrendered by Argentina and surrendered by Brazil. Uruguay is the most secular country in South America. A lot of people don't believe in God. They are atheist people. So if you find somebody in Uruguay that is reading a portion of the scripture, it's a miracle. Not many people had a Bible in their house. Not many. As a matter of fact, when you go and approach somebody to talk about Christ, they, will, they are very friendly people, but they do not want to hear about the gospel. So that was a miracle right here. Philip ran to him, and he heard him. You know, and sometimes I ponder, you know, how we pretend many times that people will get saved if we don't go near. 
Some people say, I will wait until the Lord guide me or the Lord indicate me the right time to speak to that person. But it's when we go near to the folks and then we listen what they are thinking is when we can start approaching with the gospel. There are many people today that they have questions and they are looking for answers. And many times I think, you know, I'm thinking, who's going to give the answers? Social media? You know, Google it and find it. A lot of people, you know, when they have struggles in their marriage, how to get a better marriage. You know, some parents are struggling with, with kids, how to get my kid straight. Well, nowadays, you know, what is very common in Uruguay, probably is common here, I don't know. People will take the, people with any kind of issue, they will go to the psychologist. They will fix my problems. People are looking for answers. And I think we're living in a critical time today that this is the greatest opportunity for us as a Christians to be faithful, to be faithful, to draw near to these people, to hear what they say, and to share Christ with them. Just to obey. That's a simple great commission living every day. You don't have to go to the mission field. I would love you, all of you being called to the mission field. But I think at your mission field, you can be faithful here, starting being faithful here. Go near. And then he run near, he hears what this man is saying, and this man, lack of knowledge. Look at with me, you know, uh, verse number 32. Verse number 32. He said, uh, verse 31, and he said, How can I accept some men should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up to sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was, he was led to the sheep to slaughter, and like a lamb done before his shearer, so opened his mouth. Then he, you know, the passage talks about the gospel, prophet Isaiah, and then he, verse 34, and the eunuch answered Philip and said, pray thee, who speaketh the prophet this, of himself or some other men? Verse 35, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Did he talk about something else, Philip? No. He talked about the need of this man, Jesus. You know, the world today don't need a better president, don't need better governments. And I don't say this as a cliche. The world today needs Jesus. And the only way that the world will hear about Jesus. Your families that are unsafe, perhaps your co-workers, your bosses, your neighborhoods, whatever you are surrendered, the only way that they will hear is if you will go, arise and go, and be near to those people. And you start hearing what they say. And then you come with the scripture and then Philip said, you know, he began to share with him. This eunuch was searching, asking questions. You know, so many people, you know, in South America, I mean, if you come to Uruguay, people are very open, you know, and they will invite you to their house. And, you know, they would ask tons of questions. Good questions. But sometimes, you know, I wonder why Christians are not be ready to answer 
the questions. This is an amazing story of how do we have to live the Great Commission living. We have to live in our lives seeking to be united with the Spirit of God. This is another principle that I take from the passage this morning for you and for me. Let us be united to the guidance of the Spirit of God in our lives. May the Lord help us to just when we are in our things, you know, we live in a busy day when everything has to be quick. You know, we don't have much time. Everything is under the schedule, you know. But when the Lord is prompting us and guiding us to a specific divine appointment, just to be like it was Philip. He was faithful. He was faithful. I know for sure your pastor all the time, he's looking for people to serve in the church because the ministry grows, you know, and there are many opportunities to serve. And sometimes as a pastors, you know, we find that it's hard to find faithful people. It's hard. One time, one, somebody told me in the mission field, Pastor, let's do a such and such person a ministry so that he can come faithful to the church. I say, no, we don't give ministries out to make people faithful. They serve the Lord because they are faithful, actually. Be faithful where you are. Be faithful in your family. Be faithful in your job. Be faithful in the church. Obey to the Lord. Perhaps, you know, the Lord this year is calling you to do something. He's prompting your heart to serve in a greater capacity with what you're doing. Obey the Lord. He will provide. Don't, he will break the barriers necessarily to this is to happen like he did with Philip. But and also, you know, arise and go with no questions. Arise and go. Whatever the Lord is calling you to do this morning or throughout this year, just obey him. And you will see how the hand of the Lord will be upon your life. This man followed the scripture. We don't have more time, but the scripture telling us, you know, that after the eunuch got baptized, they said, you know, the eunuch went rejoicing. That started right there, another mission field. This man began to preach Christ probably afterwards, and another nation got saved, and then the gospel got opened to Europe. The Lord is leading along the way. But you know what? The Bible said that uh, Philip continued preaching in all the cities. Continue be faithful. Continue reaching out for Christ. Let us be faithful. Let us continue preaching Christ until he comes and returns. And as the man was saying, you must be the Almuri because you care about my soul. Hope your neighbor, your co-worker, anybody that's around you might know you because you are a person that cares for souls. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We just pray, Father, now that um, speak to our hearts. And we pray, Lord, that um, we will search where we are in this. Perhaps we need to be more faithful this year. You are prompting our hearts, Lord, to get more involved, be more committed in different areas or in our spiritual walk. Perhaps, Lord, you are calling our hearts to obey in different areas, and you are prompting daily our hearts with the reading of your word and prayer, listening to messages, and just pray that we will be surrendered to your will. 
And then we pray, Lord, that this morning you help us to look around us, where we are in our context, and help us, Lord, to go near to those that are next to us. Perhaps it's our neighbor, perhaps it's somebody in the family, perhaps it's somebody in our jobs. We just pray, Lord, that give us the mind that Philip had, Lord, and the example that he was preaching the gospel to others. We would ask you blessing in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.